Just like a lizard, Sean murmured. Not at all, Sorka protested, recalling illustrations in a book of fairy tales. More like a little dragon. Then a subtle crooning alerted them. Sorka's eyes widened. She's singing. Sean smiled at the sound. Suddenly the air about the rock was busy with dragonettes. They hovered, blending their voices with that of the little gold. Look, Sorka pointed. A new flight of dragonettes appeared, trailing dripping seaweeds. More arrived, each with something wiggling in its mouth, the burden deposited on the seaweeds that made an uneven circle about the nest. As they saw the first of the eggs crack and a little wet head poke through, Sorka and Sean clung to each other. The airborne creatures warbled an intricate pattern of sound. A welcome? Sean asked. No, protection! Sorka pointed to the blunt snouts of two huge snakes. Half a dozen flyers spotted the snakes and dove at their protruding heads, sustaining the attack into the vegetation until the attackers emerged, chittering loudly. In that brief interval, four more eggs had cracked open. The adult avians were a living chain of supply as the first arrival shed its shell and staggered about, keening woefully. Its dam herded it toward a dragonette holding a flopping fish for the hatchling to devour. A bold snake emerging from the sand was attacked by the airborne dragonettes. The hatchling lurched over the dam-like ramparts of seaweed toward the bush under which Sorka and Sean hid. Go away, Sean muttered, waving his hand at the keening juvenile. It's starving, Sean, Sorka said, fumbling for the packet of sandwiches. Can't you feel the hunger in it? Don't you dare. Before he could stop her, Sorka tossed a corner of her sandwich out onto the rock. The weaving, crying hatchling pounced and seemed to inhale the bit. Its cry became urgently demanding. Two more of the little creatures raised their heads and turned in that direction. Sean groaned, now you've done it. But it's hungry. Sorka broke off more bits and lobbed them at the three hatchlings. To Sean's dismay, Sorka crawled out of their hiding place and offered the foremost hatchling a piece directly from her fingers. It took the offered piece and then climbed into her hand, snuffling piteously. Oh, Sean, it's a perfect darling, and it can't be a lizard. It's warm and feels soft. Oh, do take a sandwich and feed the others. They're starving. Sean spared a glance at the dam and realized she was more concerned with getting the others fed than with coming after the three renegades. His fascination overcame caution. He grabbed a sandwich, coaxing the nearer brown dragonette to him. The second brown screeched and joined it in a frantic dive. In short order, the sandwiches had been reduced to bulges in lizard bellies, and Sorka and Sean had unwittingly made lifelong friends. They had been so preoccupied with their three that they had failed to note the disappearance of the others. We can't just leave them here, Sorka said. Their mother's gone. I wasn't going to leave mine anyway, Sean said. I'll keep yours, too, if your mother won't let you have a wild thing. This one's not wild, Sorka replied, stroking the back of the tiny bronze with her forefinger. It stirred and snuggled closer in the crook of her arm. My mother's great with babies. She used to save lambs that my father thought would die. Sean peered at her through narrowed eyes. Will yours be safe at landing? They've been after us to bring them specimens, you know. They just want to look at life forms. They don't want to cut them up or anything. Sean was unconvinced, but he followed Sorka as she made her way toward home. See you tomorrow, Sean asked suddenly loath to give up their meetings now that their mutual vigil had come to an end. Well, tomorrow's a work day, but I'll see you in the evening. Sorka didn't even pause to think about her reply. Even if Sean was unaware of it, 
a special link had been forged between Sean and her after their momentous experience. Are you sure these creatures will hunt snake? Porig Connell asked as he examined one of Sean's sleeping acquisitions. It remained motionless when he extended one of the limp wings. Porig snorted. <laughs> we'll see. Anything's better than being eaten alive. A snake took a big chunk out of Sinead's baby last night. Sorka says the snakes can't get in their house because it's plastic. Porig gave another one of his skeptical grunts, then nodded toward the sleeping hatchlings. Watch them. They're your problem.